Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. Find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and last night we were treated to a hell of a game between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Florida Panthers. It was a fairy tale ending for Chris Letang in his first game since December 28th, but it was more a grim fairy tale for those who know for the rest of the game, and it started off really early. I mean, it was a crazy game altogether, but whenever you have warm-ups getting set to take place and the starting goaltender who had just came back from a three-week absence in Tristan Jari is not out there, you knew it was going to be a crazy night. So let's try to break down all sides and all angles of this insane matchup between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Panthers, 60-plus minutes of craziness at the paint bucket on Fifth Avenue. Four of the last five games for the Pittsburgh Penguins have gone to overtime. So you had to know whenever it was a matchup between Casey DeSmith, who has been coming up on the wrong side of the coin lately in his performances, and third-string goaltender for the Florida Panthers, Alex Lyon, you knew there was going to be high scoring, but I didn't predict or project that the over six and a half goals was going to hit halfway through the game. It was three to three after one period. The final ended up being seven to six in overtime. The Penguins were three for five on the power play, so I guess that was a positive. But if you look at the three big storylines of this game, the top one is going to be Chris Letang's back. You know, I said that this game resembled a grim fairy tale, but it really was a storybook Disney ending for Chris Letang in that game. First game back, of course, from a personal leave and dealing with an injury at the same time. Two months after having his second stroke, we all know all of the trials and tribulations that Chris Letang has been through to get back to the ice to get to this point. And he was rewarded with a, a tremendous performance um, by himself. <laughs> 26 minutes and 29 seconds of time on ice. Only behind Jeff Petrie, 26 minutes and 53 seconds. Latang went out there with defense partner Brian Dumlin and put up 59.26% of the shot attempts at 5-on-5 and 59.15% of the expected goals for. And then, of course, the counting stats, the, the flashy stats, what got him on ESPN as the star of the night uh, for ESPN in the crease. Two goals, two assists, his first three-point game of the season his first four-point game of the season, and his first multi-goal game of the season, including a game-winning goal for the first time in the 2022-23 season. Had two goals all season before that game and was just tremendous in his first game back. Everything you want to see from the leader of your defense. And I loved the fact that he didn't even lead the Penguins in time on ice. Now, 26 minutes, 29 seconds, still more than you'd like to see. I think it's elevated a little bit more because... 
in overtime, Chris Letang and Jeff Petrie are basically the only defensemen to hit the ice. So those two had elevated numbers in that aspect. But also, the Penguins relied on their top four a lot more than usual. You look at P.O. Joseph and Chad Ruweedle, they only played, I believe, just around 10 minutes of ice time in a game that went to overtime. So if that's the split that the Penguins are going to go with, I do think that it's good that Jeff Petrie and Marcus Pedersen are playing just as much, if not a little bit more, than Chris Letang and Brian Dumlin. I talked about it on yesterday's episode as to why I'd like to see Petrie and Pedersen have a little bit more responsibility than whoever Latang is paired up with. I'd like to see them get a little bit more ice time, a little bit more difficult matchups, because I do think that they're better defensively than Latang and, and Dumlin for sure. Uh, but even Latang and P.O. Joseph, I think, leave a little bit more to be desired on the defensive end than two guys like Peterson, uh, Pedersen and Petrie. So there's really nothing to dislike about Chris Latang's game yesterday. Yeah, there were a, a goal, I believe a goal or two, that were given up when he was on the ice. But if you look at really the bulk majority of his game, vastly impressive performance from 58. Good to see him back. The Penguins need him back and healthy. Uh, so yesterday was definitely a step in the right direction for the blue line. But it was a step in the wrong direction for the boys between the pipes. Tristan Jari was a late scratch due to an upper body injury. Now, if you remember, he just returned two games ago from a lower body injury he sustained at the Winter Classic that kept him out for the past three weeks. Now he has an upper body injury. This makes the fourth injury in the past calendar year for Tristan Jari. This is an issue. This is a massive issue going forward because when this team doesn't have Tristan Jari, you saw what happened with Casey DeSmith yesterday. Negative 2.31 goals saved above average per moneypuck.com. 33 saves on 39 shots, six goals allowed. He's not going to get you into the playoffs, I wouldn't say, considering where they're sitting right now. And he's certainly not getting you passed around in the playoffs. So the Pittsburgh Penguins need Tristan Jari to be healthy. And this is a big issue when considering Jari's contract is up at the end of this season, and he is staring down potentially a very lucrative deal for his next deal. And I don't know if the Penguins are going to be willing to pay that. Because the most important ability is availability. See, I, I got ahead of myself there. And Tristan Jari has just not been available for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not to mention, the only time we've seen him in a playoff series that he actually had control of was uh, the New York Islanders. And you can really even argue that he didn't have control of that. But he was the starter for that entire series. And it just did not go well. So, with Jari set to start the game, all things being okay at the morning skate, and then not even coming out for warm-ups, not even being able to come out onto the bench to be the backup. If something were to happen to Casey DeSmith last night, other than giving up six goals and looking horrendous, Mike Chason would have been a net for the Penguins, the emergency backup goaltender. So I don't know what this is. I don't know what it could have been, but an upper body injury for Tristan Jari is no bueno for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They need him to be healthy. They can't have him out for an extended period of time. They survived the last injury to Jari. Right now, they're in the first wild card spot because they jumped the Washington Capitals last night with their victory and the Caps' loss to the Colorado Avalanche. But that can be changed as early as Thursday when the Penguins meet the Capitals in the DMV down in the nation's capital. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like I said, the Penguins survived that first injury to Jari, but if this is a longer absence again, even if it's, well, if it's more than two weeks, it's less of a hit than it was last time because at this point, I just look at it and I say, you know what? The guy is injury prone. Even if it was a freak thing, he just couldn't perform last night. Just hold him out until after the All-Star break. You know, it'd be nice to have him play at Washington. That's an important game in the standings. It'd be nice to have him play against San Jose. You want to have a surefire thing going up against a team that is struggling in San Jose, but just keep him out. You know, let Casey DeSmith, I guess, get the start against the Capitals. He has history in performing well, especially at Capital One Arena, if I, I do remember correctly. And then I guess Dustin Tokarski against the San Jose Sharks. And you just have to pray that their desire... To tank for Connor Bedard is more than their desire to go out there and get a win, but at the end of the day, these guys are all professionals. They're paying, playing for contracts. If you don't put your best foot forward, you can lose any given day. So I would hold them out. I would say, you know what? You're, you're so injury prone. We have the bye week coming up. The all-star break immediately after that, probably, I believe, like seven or eight days off. Just just extend your, your bye. You know, work out, rehab, whatever this is and hopefully come back better after it. But if Jari is out for a longer period of time, I'm not sure how much longer the Penguins can hold off and stick in a playoff spot with, with Casey to Smith and Dustin Tukarski as, as their goaltenders. But let's finish this episode on a high note. Based on what we saw last night, depth scoring in spades for the Pens. Obviously, the top six has accounted for vast majority, if not all of the goals, basically, over the past couple of weeks. I think there was a stat that I had earlier in the week that over the past 10 games, it was 81% of the goals scored by top six forwards for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Last night, we already mentioned Chris Letang scored two. It's nice to get some goals from the blue line. And also, the Penguins' fourth line, Drew O'Connor, Ryan Paling, and Danton Heinen. Just kind of a ragtag group of guys that were thrown on that third line. Danton Heinen basically in the lineup because Kasperi Kapanen's injured and Josh Archibald's injured, even though he might be coming back soon. And it seems as if the Penguins were losing their patience with, with Danton Heinen. He hadn't scored a goal, I believe, since October. But he goes out there and he buries one. And an important one at that in the first period to tie things up at two after the Penguins had fallen behind two to nothing. A nice job by him. A nice job by the other two guys on that line as well. Drew O'Connor started the play, brought the puck in, sent a great pass over to Paling, who got just enough on it. And Danton Heinen does what you have to do in the NHL to score goals, especially when you're on a cold streak, get to the front of the net and bang home a garbage goal. That's what he was able to do. And then later in the game, another important goal this time from Drew O'Connor. You got to love the resiliency of this fourth line. You got to love the way that these guys were playing. Drew O'Connor was putting on a puck retrieval clinic yesterday. He was like a dog on a bone, and he's a forechecking menace as well. I really like DOC when you talk about getting young talent in the bottom six, getting guys that are going to be able to play a fast-paced style of game and be able to make it hard to play against. I think Drew O'Connor can give you that. 
Now, he needs to do that on a more consistent basis. I think that's his big thing. He can go out there and have games like he did last night, and he'll be an everyday player in this league. But there are certain games where he gets a little too easy to play against. That forechecking isn't quite there. His puck retrieval isn't quite at the level it was last night. But if he can level it out, say play four out of every five games, or even three out of every five games at that level, he could be a valuable member to this bottom six. So I liked what I saw from DOC. Danton Heinen finally breaking through. I hope it's the start to something more. Because last season, Danton Heinen was one of the most important players on the Pittsburgh Penguins because he was able to give them that secondary scoring. It was really Danton Heinen and Evan Rodriguez. Most pleasant surprises of last season when it comes to the offense. This line finished with 85.28% of the expected goals at 5-on-5. I mean, just a phenomenal performance from those guys. It's been a while since we've been able to highlight a fourth line or even a third line performance like this, but those guys came up big in a big moment last night and an important win for the Pittsburgh Penguins. There's some games along the season where it just means more to get the win. Last night was one of them. Yes, they only gained one point in the standings on a Florida Panthers team that's not going away. It may not be the the President's Trophy Florida Panthers from last year, but they're right alongside the Pittsburgh Penguins fighting for one of those last two playoff spots. And if the Penguins are going to be without Tristan Jari, that is an important win for them to get, especially heading into that All-Star break. They have two more games, Washington, San Jose. If you can get those two wins and say, hey, we we got points in basically our last seven or eight games before the All-Star break, and we won our last three, four of the last five, and you can get that break. You can get your legs back underneath you. You're sitting in a decent spot. And then you just got to take advantage. I do still think there's a lot of holes in this roster, but that's something we can get to on a different day. Jari being out is a massive concern, but getting Chris Letang back, getting some depth scoring from the fourth line, a lot of positives to take out of yesterday as well. I said it might have been more like a grim fairy tale because there was some ugly moments in that game last night. Casey DeSmith had a bunch of them. Brian Dumlin had a couple. I'll have to say that. The third line was okay. It was it was okay, but just not able to finish. Same issues persist. But there were a lot of positives as well. Chris Letang, big one. Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin matching three-point games, big one. Danton Heinen did finish with three points. Goal and two assists. Can't complain about that. So the Penguins get an important win on Tuesday. They'll have two more games before the break Thursday and Saturday. But we'll have to wait and see for news on Tristan Jari because it very well could determine the fate of the Pittsburgh Penguins season. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll have a full episode of the Tip of the Iceberg with me, Nick Berlansky, and my co-host Nick Horwat for you tomorrow. And then one more Penguins to Go before we head up to the weekend. That's going to do it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.